What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Forever! Dog! All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, guys, this is not a political podcast, as, oh. as you know. Wait, Famous why it's not? Are you starting with this? What? Yeah, we're beginning Wait. with it's not a political podcast. Are we about to no, get I'm into some shit? I'm just saying that this is this is famously not a political podcast. But I just wanted, I was just interested uh, to know what you guys. You know what you guys feel about the death penalty? Wow! <laughs> wait, what? wait, wait! Do you want to know wait, what we wait, feel? Wait. Our wait. cold open is: What do you feel about <laughs> the death penalty? Like why? <laughs> so, no, I just you know just like a fun uh, little sure. cold open, just a little icebreaker, if you will. A fun, a fun cold open. I will say this: I am working on a, a show right now, and we're looking up all these facts about. Um, the justice system and um, especially in New York, how many people are in jail, but also just in prison awaiting trial. Like they're not even convicted or guilty, but they're already in prison. And I'm like, oh man, this is, this is a crazy amount of people. And when I think about that and take it over to the death penalty, it's like, oh man, if there's so many people in prison right now because they can't make bail um, because they can't afford blah, 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 this and that. How many people are on death row who should not be on death row? And how many people have hmm. been murdered when they were actually innocent? And I'm like, this... The, why are we... No, I, this is not political. You're making me sad. Yeah, I'm not what? starting off the podcast like this. Nope. Well, no, I don't I'm I like it. This. I mean, what did you... What What, what am I going to say? What if I was like... Wait, hold on. What if I was like, well, I think we should have it and... <laughs> <laughs> And everyone, and any person who's who's committed a violent crime should be put to death, and that's how I feel. Honestly, <laughs> there's there's people who feel that way. That's I why know. We still but what have if it. I was one of those people? That's what I'm saying. We're, we're starting the podcast asking how we all feel. This and podcast, what, and just what if I did? Braylock started us off in a bad place. I don't like this at all. I'm not. He's just smiling. I don't like any of this. Oh my gosh. Wait, how do you uh, feel, do you, Bray Lock? Yeah, what do you believe in, Bray? Well, no, it, I, I just thought... <laughs> I was in Ohio recently and... Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> Drag know, Ohio real my, quick. <laughs> and my mom were talking, and then all of a sudden, they were talking about the death penalty, and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> it's, it's weird, because like, I think when I was younger, I, you know, fully... I was like, yeah, death penalty. Yeah, you know, like... Especially like some like serial killers, because I feel like that's what you think about when you think about the death penalty, right? At least that's what I did. You thought, you know, uh, Ted Bundy and uh, I don't know, but Son of Sam or I don't know, serial killers. Even though, the, wait, Ted Bundy did get the death penalty, I think. He did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like Timothy McVeigh, you know, so, you know. Um, but like when you actually like learn about who gets killed how many people are wrongly convicted it is one of those things where it doesn't i don't know it just like you it doesn't feel right doesn't square up um and it's it's weird that it's 
I, I remember it being like a huge issue. I feel like people don't talk about it that much anymore, but it is like when you kind of think about the fact that like, you know, you would just, you just, there's these people that get executed by the state, you know, like, and then they like get electrocuted. I don't know. It just feels crazy. Also, you think yeah. about the number of those people that are black. Exactly. Like when you, I don't know, man. It's like one of those things I keep thinking about. And we'll talk about it once we talk about this movie, even though we're not a political podcast. Sometimes I'm just like, right. this country does a lot of things that tells black and brown people that they don't like us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. generationally, it's like yes. each one of our relatives, no matter if it's us, our parents, our grandparents, great-grand, great-great-grand, they all have probably suffered some type of like racial injustice that just continues and it's become a part of the black and brown experience that at some point you will have to deal with something and all you can do is hope that you're one of the people that makes it out safely. Like that's, that's the hope. It's like, we could be, we've been in a situation, the three of us, we could be walking down the street and somebody could say, Hey man, a couple of towns over, there were a, a group of guys that robbed something. We think y'all did it. And we go like, nah, man. And that's a wrap. Like, we can be like, nah, we just came from doing a podcast at an event. And then that's, that means nothing in the grand nope. scheme of things. Like, nothing. Truly wild and frightening when you, when you really let it sink in, you know? Uh, anyway, I just wanted to start off with, uh, Thank you, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of fun. Yes. Just, Okay, this yeah, thanks for that. No, because I mean, because honestly, that was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed every second yeah. of that. And, yeah, I was um, in a good mood before we started this podcast. No, I mean, yeah, and, yeah, and then we talked about. And then I got, I, I asked the question that was, you know, it's just mercy. What? <laughs> that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> you had so many opportunities to say it. <laughs> you had so did, many did opportunities to say it. <laughs> I'm so mad. No, the question was just mercy. That's the not, question make, was mercy. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That that horrible question we had to. <laughs> it's a little just just mercy. Okay. This is our, this is our producer's last episode with us, and this is how you want to do her final. <laughs> yeah, how dare you do this how, to Anna? How dare you how do this? How dare you do this to Anna? Anna deserves better than this. Anna, don't start the yeah, show yet. She, you're, no, no, you're no, right. We ain't starting right. the show. We stay. We stay right. in, in the code open. Yeah, <laughs> we, she, she, <laughs> we, we never leave. She, we not she leave. deserves. She deserves just mercy. Wow. Honestly. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Give it to. No. No. Okay. James. Honestly, he turned it around. That's all. I'm she, not coming that's back. All on, on, that's all she wants. That's all she wants. Just mercy. Once the show starts, I'm not gonna be here. No. 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 James, hear me out. I wasn't going to start, but I feel like Bray, he turned it around. He worked it out. Man. Anna wants uh, just mercy. <laughs> That's all she asked for. She said, hey, John, just mercy. All right. Now get us, now get us out of the cold open. Now, <laughs> now all of our, our fans are listening to this, and they're like, can you please just mercy? Oh, my God. Anna, start the show. Get us out of this. Here we go. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan, What more can I say? Say, 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 say
actors, man. Black actors. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. I could tell just by looking at you that you did it. Some white man. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Why'd you say it like Michael B? I was like, wait, wait was this one of his lives? Was, was I, I did an was impression that line. <laughs> was, was that line ever spoken in the <laughs> ever spoken in the movie, or was it just it was written, but it was also spoken in the movie by it was spoken by um Lil Cube. Yeah, Ice Cube son oh, said I, it. Right. Lil right, Cube yeah, said right. it. Lil Cube. He did say I it. I couldn't think of a quote because they were all up, upsetting. So I just went with an upsetting <laughs> one that's a direct quote from <laughs> But you didn't say it like Lil Cube. You said it like Michael B though. Yeah, you did yeah. say it like Michael B. Okay, Beecher. fine. Hold on. Wait. Hold up. Hold up. All right, well, rewind. Rewind. Hold on. I'll do a rewind. You know what they said to me? They said, What did they say? I could tell just by looking at you that you did. Yeah, that, I feel like that, I feel like that's accent. more. I feel like that's more like Jamie. Stop doing it. Stop. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like that was Jamie. I don't know if that was little. No, because no, Jamie was Jamie was a little bit. Jamie was a little bit up. He what? I what? Well, you know what they said to me? You know what they, he was like he was sort of there. I don't Whereas, know if Jamie was there. I don't know if Jamie he was, was there. He was more there than. <laughs> <laughs> what is he happening? Was, he was more there. Then he was. Then he was. Then he was. Hold on. What did I do for little? <laughs> All right. Just, just <laughs> mercy. This uh, episode is a mess. What did I do for little cube? Hold on. Wait. What can did you that... tell? I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> My name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Dry Milligan, and I'm James the Third. Why does your yeah. voice go? Whatever. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not. We. Good I'm All upset. Right, I don't film... want to talk about just mercy. It made me sad. It made me upset. <laughs> We I have was to having talk about a bad it. day. I turned you know on why? Just Mercy to try to distract myself from the bad day. And it was a worse day. And my day got worse. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't work out. Yeah. Listen, man, we're a film review podcast. We, we review the films of leading black actors and we talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. That's what we do. Hey, you notice that John says that intro a little bit faster so I can't interrupt him and go, yeah, uh-huh. Anybody else peep that out? I noticed. <sighs> <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to liven up the mood, man. All just right. mercy's depressing and as hell. That's right. Okay, we're about to talk about this film. It's called Just Mercy. All right? It came out... Wait, did it come out this year? It came out last fall. It, it was last year. Sorry, it came out, it was supposed to it came out last movie. year in the mm-hmm. fall. It was like an Oscar. They gave us the screener. That's right. Um, came out in theaters December 25th, 2019 in limited release. And it came out trying to get that wide Oscar. release January 10th. It didn't yeah. get nominated for Oscars. They was trying to get that Oscar, though. Facts. You don't do a movie like this that come out on Christmas if you ain't trying to get that Oscar. They were trying to get an Oscar. And it is like the type of movie that generally the Oscars are like, oh, yeah. But this year, the Oscars were like, no. And it <laughs> cost $25 million to make. It made $50 million worldwide. So not bad. It's Rotten Tomato score. It's 84%. It's got a 99% audience score. Um, it stars Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. And it is about the real case of the exoneration of Walter McMillan, uh, a.k.a. Johnny D. That ain't close to his name. Uh, his lawyer, uh, Brian Stevenson, I believe. Brian Stevenson. I do want to know how he got that nickname. Pulling up his wiki right now. It's going to take a second for me to find it. Don't wait for me to say how he got the... (laughs) I'm not just going to have it instantly. I just pulled it up just now. 
<laughs> Why you get mad at us? Um, <laughs> so it's set in like the, the early '90s in, in Alabama. Yeah, '92, I think, is when the case. And Stevenson started um, the Equal Justice Initiative, which is still um, doing this great work today. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Um, I'll go first with my initial thoughts. Um, I honestly don't know if I like this movie, but I'm happy this movie existed. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, hmm. it's not that I don't like it, but I don't know that I like it. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like a, it wasn't yes. like a, a bio that I was like, yo, this joint is fire. Like I, it felt like kind of typical, like, you know, um, Stevenson, you know, was a classic hero fighting injustice. I thought Jamie Foxx was wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. Absolutely. Um, again, you know, my theory on this movie and why it didn't do well is because I think Hollywood has a hard time with racial injustice in a modern setting. Um, because again, this happened in this is 1992. Like this is not that long ago. Um uh I, I do want to talk about the white savior aspect of how these movies work like um but i think if there would have been like i don't know i have theories on why this movie didn't do well which i guess we'll talk about um and i saying it didn't do well i also like michael b jordan is the one who produced this is one um you know outlier society's first movies i'm happy he made it also michael b jordan is so in real life is so superhero like that it was hard for me to take the vulnerability that and the fear that i think uh, uh, Stevenson actually had, and and Michael B. Jordan was definitely acting his ass off. I'm not I'm not going to get him. It's like, you know, at what point he takes off his shirt and it's like, my man got the six pack. And I know Stevenson definitely was like probably working out because he was young. But I was like, Michael B. Jordan looks like he could beat the shit out of everybody in this movie Yo, to me. And I so, just wanted him to start swinging. <laughs> and I, and again, I know that's I know the setting, and he definitely was playing it real. It's just that visually, I know who I'm looking at in these scenes. Whereas like I'm looking at Jamie. And Jamie can kind of transform and change his body and, and movements and stuff so I can see him differently. Same with Brie Larson. Like, Michael B. was great. It was just hard for me at certain points. But, yeah, man, it was a cool movie. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll right. go. Um, I I liked this movie. Um, I had trouble with the third act of this movie, just sort of in the way that it was presented. I mean, I know that it's based on actual events, so there's not much... Um, you're working with what the events that actually happened. Um, uh, but I sort of struggled with that. Like, I don't think that the, 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 the tension was there or mm-hmm. like the sort of the, the build of, of the sort of the, of those events. I don't know. It didn't, the way it was depicted didn't pack the punch that I think that, that it could have. And that I think that like f- for it to have done better critically but it did pretty well critically and it's 87 you said 84 84 yeah so it's not terrible um and i really oh my god you i think you're spot on drew like jamie was fantastic and i kept thinking about how like quentin tarantino took his phone away to play django so he could like understand like like you really need to get you really need to pull yourself away from this you know and, and like just he felt so he felt so genuine in this movie, and he felt like like a, a real dude who was going through some shit. Um, so I just you know just kept thinking about like it. It reminded me of um, it reminded me of like Ali, 
uh, Jamie, you know, like, you know, when there's yeah. sometimes Jamie in, in a, in a dramatic role, you're like, okay, what are you doing? But, but there, and then there are these other times where he like really steps up and this, this was one of those for me. Um, I feel like this role for Michael B was like definitely his like Tom Cruise movie. Um, just in terms of like, you know, like Tom Cruise, when Tom Cruise started getting opportunities like this, it was like, everyone was like, oh, Tom Cruise can act, you know? Right. Um, and I'm just sort of frustrated that he he also didn't kind of get that kind of attention. And I know that, you know, there's all kinds of ways to look at Michael B as an actor, but I think he's very good and he's 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 very capable. And and so it's it's frustrating to me that like this movie wasn't exalted more, wasn't, you know, even though I said all those things about it feeling like it didn't quite have the the third act that it needed to, but like I don't know, I I I it was hard to watch. It was it was a tough movie to watch, um, but I thought the the acting was really good and um, and yeah, and I and I'm excited to get into the rest of it. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I definitely really like this movie. I think, you know, I um, I I remember. Here's the thing. This is this this is one of those movies that um uh there's a there's a decent amount of like lawyer or like criminal case kind of movies. Um they they do follow like a kind of standard structure which I think this did for the for the most part. I think it for me it achieved its one of its goals which is probably to show um the importance of an organization like Equal Justice Initiative to show, you know, the fact that especially people on death row, these are people that, you know, society by and large forgets about, doesn't think about uh, because uh, it just writes them off like, oh, those people are murderers. They deserve whatever they whatever comes to them. And even though you have this kind of gross injustice that happens um, especially for you know, obviously the like people who were completely innocent. Um, when it happens in places where or towns or you know areas where people kind of just assume that somebody is guilty before really even thinking about the evidence much, then it just gets lost. So, I mean, I definitely cried multiple times in this movie. Like, um, it, it's it's so. Yeah, it, it, I think the acting was was good, was really good. I I especially like Jamie Foxx. I just think Jamie Foxx is like, it's weird because he's like, I I really think he's one of the best actors there is. Um, yeah, man, he he really is, and like obviously he's won an Academy Award and he's been in so many great movies. Um, but I but I still and, and even even so, I still feel like his career isn't at the level of you know, other actors of his caliber, um, which is just weird to me. Um, and he doesn't get the same well, he res- sings respect. R&B. He sings R&B and he did stand up, um, Bray. And so because of that, Hollywood can't support him. <laughs> also, it's one of those things, it's like not even just that, but how many actors of color are that caliber? Like I think about our greats. We talk about Viola Davis all the time. And Viola Davis always talks about how she's never treated like how we think Viola Davis should be treated. So like who gets, what black artist gets the treatment? Like Denzel? Is Denzel the only one? It really is only Denzel, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's just Denzel. And, uh, you know, to a f- much lesser extent, it's like Forrest Whitaker 
It's like he they live on li- along the same lines. It's like Forrest Whitaker, Viola Davis. I mean, and Will got two nominations. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day, you know. Right. I mean, when he after was like that a movie second star. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, he was he was up there. Yeah. I liked Michael B. Jordan in this. I mean, the buffness didn't throw me off. I, I do think there was this sense of like he's like a he's supposed to be like this this young kid. Um and he, I don't know. He, Mike, Michael Jordan has like a, a very particular style. Like um, he doesn't he doesn't switch it up much, um, and it works for this movie. I don't. Th- it's it's a little different. Like you know, it, it's sometimes these movies have a little have people at the center of them, the lawyers who have like a little bit more charisma. If that's the right thing to say, I don't know. Not, not saying that Michael B. Jordan doesn't have charisma, but there's like a certain like reservedness. You're you're kind of drawn into him. Um, and there was something about this movie that I it doesn't quite shine in the way that some other a lot more flashier films, you know, even ones that don't um, aren't based on true stories like uh, what, what's it called with, with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. and um, Oh, A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men, you know, yeah. but I mean, you even can't <laughs> handle the truth. <laughs> so yeah, but you have line. so many of these films, like right, like Mississippi <laughs> burning or uh what's the one with um to kill a mockingbird there, yeah it's well to kill a mockingbird is like the classic there's one with matthew mcconaughey and the guy who actually is racist in real life um james, james woods. woods oh it's uh, <laughs> a time to kill a time to kill yeah yeah yes yeah, a time to kill oh, it's so they funny deserve to die and i hope they burn in hell what a i great think movie. about i think about james woods right this actor who played a huge racist in a movie. And then in real life, he is openly racist on Twitter. And I'm like, man, how many other racist people just took these parts and they're like, oh, I get to say everything I really want. Have y'all checked? Look at his Twitter. I know. I, I, I haven't looked it, it up, uh, but like there was a guy who I was like recently big upping for doing a good job of playing a, a racist. And then I looked it up and he like, was Republican, but he, but I was like, does that mean, <laughs> you know, like I, I couldn't discern whether or not that meant, cause he wasn't like a, he, he's, he's Republican, but he wasn't, he, you know, it wasn't like he was spewing uh, hateful rhetoric or anything like that. It was mm-hmm. just like, no, he's just, he just has conservative views so that, you know, I was like, Nigga, but I was doing up, a bunch of mental math in my head, trying to figure out like, what does this James mean? Woods, y'all will have, I can't watch Hercules no more. I was like, bro, you ruined Hercules, man. It's bad. It's really bad. It is really, really Pull the lever, crunk. Roll the lever. You can't, nah, brother. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> I'm talking about the line in Hercules when when Eartha Kitt's like pull the lever. And then they pull the lever and then All she right. Is that no. Hercules or is that You think it's the wrong movie, James? That's <laughs> Emperor's new Oh. All right. What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know anymore. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. 
And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, on, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning Today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earning.com slash T-O-S for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Office Hours Live. <laughs> Let's start. <laughs> I, was, I was rambling, I guess, but my, my point is that I do, I do really like this, this movie. I can maybe see why it, it didn't get this, the same attention that you think it would, but for the most part, it, it, it did well. I, this, yeah. All right. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, starts with Jamie Foxx kind of like cutting My down trees. My man just out here cutting down trees. <laughs> he ain't doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. He cutting down trees. It did. <laughs> he gets in his car. He, dr- he drives out and it's a wall of cops. A wall of cops? Guns already drawn. Yeah. Guns already drawn before he even did anything. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's so scary because while watching this movie, I had a lot of thoughts. And I was like, you know, we're hearing about um, Johnny D right now. But Johnny D is considered lucky. You know what I mean? Like, everything about his case is lucky. Like, he made it out of this situation. We are in 2020. And, you know, for instance, I'm working on this show and I just had the review footage of um, Blake that young man who was shot, who was paralyzed by the police. 
And I'm looking at that, and like they're the when you watch the video, my man is just walking, stop this, stop this fight, because he did the right thing. His kids are in the car, and they're literally pulling his shirt, guns already drawn, while the other police are trying to stop people from interfering. And he just shoot this dude in his car, and I'm like, wow. This movie could have started so different. And how many situations have people been in Johnny D's spot and we do not know about them? You know what I mean? How many right. people do we just... And the thing that makes me so sad is that, again, this is 1986, 87. We still are doing it today. It happened in the 70s. It happened in the 60s. And this is just what America does. I'm so upset. And we're supposed to like... The election happened. You know who saved this goddamn election? Black folk. Black Legitimately, people. black people, black women more specifically, saved the election. And I think about it, we keep doing this kind of shit. And it's like, the whole movie, I was like, why? Why do we keep helping? Why? Like, they keep showing us they don't fuck with us, man. This movie is another example of how great we have to be to prove we are just worthy of equality. It makes me so sad. Ah. Uh. Uh, yeah man it's it's (laughs) but when you think about it this happened because he has sex with a white woman you know what i'm saying how many black dudes have been how many black dudes have been murdered imprisoned their families have been terrorized because of something happening to a white woman you know what i'm saying like it is insane to me that this keeps happening it keeps happening. <laughs> yeah. Why did I pick this movie? I'm sorry. Honestly, I, we should have <laughs> we should have right, removed remo- we should have watched you... that chess movie where the white dudes the lead. What's that? What's it called? No, don't. <laughs> First of all, give, it's don't, not a chess movie. Don't it's a, it's give him a this writing film, and it's don't give. He, he wasn't the lead this. either. Oh my goodness, you're wrong. Okay, listen, <laughs> this is real stuff. You guys want us to do a movie about the things that are happening right now and we see him arrested we see michael b jordan he's going to some guy on death row and he just tells them i know him uh, i know this actor in real life oh he yes. was great this dude was great wait you know that actor i thought Yo, he, i looked I, him up on my imdb immediately the second we first big thing ever book was um um uh blue bloods uh, it was a bit part my, like he played like the main guy in the episode we both got arrested a few years later, I booked Chicago PD. I was the main guy, and we both got arrested again. And it's like, <laughs> like <laughs> we're looking at the call. She's like, oh, nigga, what's good? And now he was in this. He also was in that Shirley, uh, the Madam C.J. Walker um, um, show on Netflix, and now he's on P-Valley. Uh, killing it, man. Yes. Killing it. Killing it. So good. So That's good. That's so crazy. Well, I thought he was great. I thought he was really great in this. Yeah. Oh man, he was so good. Really genuine. That scene was so sad. Uh, dude, my Michael. What did Michael B. Jordan say? The, the guy was from my age. All that. Yes, that that part was the part that got me. Like, like both both the the bookends of the scene, like the beginning of it when Henry, I think, was the is the character name. Like, gets mm-hmm. gets like so upset because he's like, "You're not you're not a lawyer. Like, what are you even doing here?" And then he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm supposed to tell you that you don't." have their you know you won't have a date set within the year and he just gets so relieved he starts does he cry i can't remember but like he he does he does cry completely overwhelmed with 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 emotion and then cut to 
it's been three hours, <laughs> and they 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 were just sitting in there talking, like just because, like, yeah, like they have so much in common. They're about the same eight, like uh, crazy. It's sad, man. Yeah, there was a lot of like humanizing these these people that are just commonly referred to as criminals, convicts, convicted felons, you know, uh, murderers, whatever. Like they just they're they're written off um so some of the things that this movie like there is like a little bit of like script scripting wise like like when he taught when he first talks to like brie larson and and there i don't there's something like there's something very presentational about like i you know i learned that like you know if you're a black man and you you know live here then this is gonna happen you know what i mean like there was like it, it didn't sound completely natural like there was a little bit of like getting out the the points but it still was good i don't know <laughs> i mean you know what it is it's something about this movie and i want I'm, i was looking it up right now so sorry i just wanted to prove it it was something about um in this movie i was wondering if they were going to do it and they kind of did it but I, i'm reading it, it might have been real um i was i was waiting as this movie was going on to see like all right when is there going to be a white a racist white person who has a change of heart. You know, I was like, I was waiting. I was like, all right, this movie is yeah. going to have one because we can't have a movie without a racist person realizing, oh, black people are just people too. Sure enough, we get to the, the guard and the guard is, for whatever reason, feels sympathy when um, the execution comes on. It's like, at no point does he ever show any other kind of mercy in this movie, and now I gotta watch this little yeah. white dude be nice after he was mad racist. I, I well, he's not nice. He's not being. Yeah, nice. he's he's not being nice. <laughs> You're and just I, showing it affect him. Yeah, and I I liked that because you know I know that this that they even say it in the court, like in his opening arguments at the end. He's like this, like it's no longer just about one man. This is about race and class and the you know and like and the system being broken right like he it is about that but what i liked about right. specifically that moment like it was it was very troublesome because the, that was the it was the same dude that made him strip and that was like horrible like i didn't like this dude but i i i did like it showing that like yeah the it also does affect people in this way like it would be hard to watch someone be, uh, you know, to watch someone be electrocuted. Like the when the when the guy says, um, you know, don't think too hard about it because it will drive you crazy. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I would, I would hope that <laughs> that would happen to a person if you you know, get given these circumstances. So I, I did. I thought it was complicated to make it that particular. Uh, person, but I I liked showing that side of it too. I mean, it did say it happened in real life. It wasn't with, it wasn't with that particular inmate, but they said this guy did have a turn of heart. I guess there's something oh, I can think of. That like same a, um, guard? That guard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, there is something I keep thinking about. Like, in the movie, they kept saying the system's broken, the system's broken. And I was like, is it though? Like Braylock said at the beginning, we're not a political <laughs> podcast at all. But I'm like, no, the is system the works system fine. <laughs> broken? Or is it, it working works the perfectly? way it's supposed to? <laughs> and it's like every now and then someone calls out the the the, the clog in the system and they're like, all right, let's let's give him one or two. 
and then go back to the system working. Right. Like, there's no way that, guys, I'm going to be real, and I hate to say this, when we have kids, you know, our kids are going to be black. You know, mine probably be a little bit darker than Bray's kids, but like, they're going to be brown, you know, they're going to be brown <laughs> kids. You know what I'm saying? And like, at a certain point, <laughs> we're going to have to have a talk with our kids. You know what I mean? Like, this stuff will... I mean, mine going to be darker than Bray's kids. I mean, gonna... I ain't saying it like that. I don't I'll why, be like that. I mean, mine going to be dark. I mean, they going to be darker than Bray's kids. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, I'm going to have to have the talk. I'm going to have to have the talk with my kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have, like, them niggas, they, they going to walk off the street. They going to know. You know what I'm saying? They going to they gonna be like, oh, shit. Look at them. Look at them kids over there. But like, it's so sad. So I think about it. <laughs> What we're talking about right now probably will not have changed by the time we have children. And like they're of age. That's the scary yeah. part about this movie to me. It's like it related in the 90s as it does in 2020, as it did in 1954. And like that is so scary. And I'm like, what? Right. What are you supposed to do? Keep fighting these fights and pray that like there's gonna be a guy like um like Stevenson who is gonna be willing to put his life on the line. They keep helping and keep protecting people. Like when that dude got pulled over at one point in this movie, I was like, "This it?" Like, and I, I feel like this movie purposely, like maybe I'm not sure what his his life actually was like, but I'm pretty sure they shielded us from certain things because they wanted this to be kind of, you know, that marketable civil rights movie, right? That wasn't super heavy on oppression, but just showed enough, you know. So. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think if we should just go if we should go through all all the movie or or, or talk about the parts that are, we like. I, the the Brie Larson character was interesting. Like the we did we talk about what what the the office like you know she she's she they go to this office and then the guy won't let her what won't let them in because they're like oh why didn't you didn't tell me that. You told me you were trying to help people. I'm like, we are. He's like, no, you're trying to help people get off death row. You're trying to help murderers get free. You know, you can't have this space. Um, and then there's like that little like, oh, I thought I thought you were the director. You know, I am. I'm yeah. director of operations. This is my boss. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I did read that she was very integral. Like their relationship was. She was older. Um. Uh, older than him, um, I think by by like a few years. But it, yeah, but she apparently she housed him for a little bit. Um, she had the death threats. Uh, it's just one of those things where their relationship was weird because I wonder why they aged her down so much. Um, and I'm thinking maybe well, that's just, just to get to play, just to get Brie Larson in. I think. Uh, yeah, because yeah, the director did direct short term. <laughs> you got to get Brie Larson in the movie. <laughs> they always can't do that, not yeah. have Brie Larson in it. <laughs> True, true, true. I mean, I, like their interactions were were weird. And honestly, I'm kind of happy that she was there, but she kind of took a back seat because um, I didn't want it to, yeah, really be about the two of them fighting for justice. It was. I'm happy it was about Stevenson fighting and she was assisting. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I didn't want them to share in that glory like they did. And um, damn, I do shade other movies all the time. Oh my god! I was just about to shade. <laughs> I was just about to. Shade. Oh my goodness! I just called myself. I was about to shade. Um, was it hidden figures for no reason? But like, I, like was, I'm not gonna shade yeah, it. Yeah, because you know what? Fuck, fuck it. I'm gonna shade it. Fuck, I'm gonna shade it. Whatever. 
Um, like they weren't, they, they didn't need her to like really come through in the end and do that one great thing to give, you know, him courage and like help him keep fighting in the good fight. Like I'm happy that that fight came from him. And anytime he needed encouragement, it came from Jamie, you know, right. like Jamie was the one pushing him forward. And, and that is what I liked. It wasn't from some white person like doing the right thing. Like at one point, some white people had to do the right thing like the other lawyer by joining in on dismissing the charges. But I'm reading that apparently that guy was a piece of shit at first. Like like apparently this movie didn't show him as trash as he was. Like he did join in at the end, but like apparently he arrested, he arrested people, the DA. Yeah. Apparently he definitely arrested that guy. He was having dinner with the judge. Like he was like not on board until very later on. Um, Well, I mean, I, I do think the movie like, he was supposed to be like not not a good guy, and then even at the end, it wasn't like some heroic thing he did. He just like agreed, agreed. was was finally guilted into doing the right like obvious right thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, and and you did know so so because like we see um we see uh Michael B. Jordan, we see th- this character, this lawyer, meet with a bunch of different um people, and they do that kind of montage of you're hearing everybody's story um of like how they got on death row or like the different things and i thought that was a really great way to kind of again this movie had a had a mission um and i think it was really successful in that like it's like you hear all these people like these actors like kind of say i you know this is what happened you know this is what happened to me this is what happened to me and we follow one person in particular who did actually do the crime that he was convicted for um, and I, I feel like we didn't get full, like the full story, but we know that he fought in Vietnam. He has, you know, PTSD. He has these traumatic episodes and he says like, I didn't mean to kill anyone. I didn't mean to hurt, hurt the person. Um, I don't, I don't, I couldn't, and I, this, the movie didn't really quite tell you exactly why he left a bomb on, on this person's porch right was that yeah the... i think he left a bomb mm-hmm. yeah he left a bomb but also it's so it's so tricky man he was going through like he was a he was a veteran man like every, every like almost everybody who came back from nam had issues like again my uncle like bust his heart he's still alive like he has nightmares still man like that i don't think we ever would truly know what what that generation experienced over there but like i just know it just really damaged people and when they came back here America did not look out for them. Like we just didn't. And it's like when I think about what happened to him, he should have been in he should have had psychiatric help. You know what I mean? Like Right, of course. I understand a girl died, and I'm not saying that's wrong, but it's like my man had issues and he served. He got like a purple star. You know what I mean? Like this dude. Oh wow. Okay. So I just read here this is the real story. This guy was a Vietnam War vet. Um uh, he was the only survivor of an ambush that killed his entire platoon uh, in the Vietnam War. And then he moved to Alabama to follow a nurse he had met at the hospital, and he dated her and was happy, but then they broke up. And so he thought the best way to win her back was to plant a bomb on her porch and then save her from it. Um, But then what happened was that the woman's 10-year-old niece picked up the bomb and was killed by the bomb oh my god wow wow uh wow the other thing about this stuff that's so 
crazy. There's this um, organization called Restorative Justice that is about finding different ways out other than like prison um, to, you know, get people to like kind of pay their debt to society. And it, and it connects the victim with the perpetrator and it allows the victim to implement what the punishment should be. Right. And so sometimes it's something like, you know, you have to, you know, um, come to my house, like, uh, and eat dinner with me. And I'm going to tell you about this person that you murdered, you know, I'm going to tell you about their lives or you have to, or you stole something you have to like, you know, do this yard work for a year or two years or paint this house or something like that, you know? Um, Cause sometimes when you think of this, like Tessa was asking me, like, would you feel, does it, what does it do to, to, to kill someone else? Like, does that revenge actually achieve any sort of, you know, and it's, I think for some people, some people hear that they're like, absolutely. It's hard to kind of imagine, you know, but I think for a lot of people, it doesn't really, um, it, it doesn't really make amends. It, it obviously doesn't bring the, your loved one back. Um, and it's also just like, okay, so one life was destroyed and now you're destroying two lives, you know? Um, and it's a really tough, I think, subject because we've, in media, <laughs> I mean, we talk about this a lot, but like in so many movies and stuff, you'll see the good guy like killing the bad guys kind of indiscriminately and and we're rooting for the good guy. And when they are killing bad guys, we don't really care. Like a lot of my favorite movies are like that, like Denzel Washington, Man on Fire, right? Like, like a little girl gets yeah, kidnapped yeah. and he's just like killing a bunch of people to get her back. <laughs> and yeah. you're just like, I don't care, you know, but those are human beings and they have family. Like a lot of times they also have families and you know. Yeah. I find that I can't watch those <laughs> anymore now. Like I used to be so okay with it. Like just, right. Oh, they have arrived at that place and there's a series of uh, henchmen for them to blow through and they're going <laughs> to blow through them. And then we're going to get to the top of the building and then that's where the guy's going to be. But now every single one of those people I go, that was a life destroyed. That they have whole families, and that, like like yeah, every yeah, time, yeah. <laughs> that's where my mind goes now. Absolutely. I wonder if they're going to start addressing stuff like that in movies. Where like, I know right now people are trying to address how we perceive police officers in movies, like the rogue cop. But like, yeah, will we address just plowing through just people's lives like this? Um, right. That's if we even have movies anymore. Who knows? Um, but no, sorry. Yeah. Another part in this movie <laughs> I was so fascinated with was um once we got to what's my man's name? He's in so many good projects. Um uh he's in uh Oh Brother Where Art Thou, he's in um Watchmen, uh Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, yes, yes, the, who plays the guy who uh who perjured. <laughs> yes. And it's something that's so fascinating about that because again, like there's so many cases of black men in particular being you know, lot upon and hearing that even this poor white guy was forced to suffer through this. Honestly, I thought they was going to kill him the moment he got that guy on that stand. But the fact yeah. that like he was forced into this horrible position and the only way he can get even a little bit of help was to lie on this black dude who he barely ever, like who he didn't really know. It just, 
man, this whole movie, all I kept thinking was, and I know I've said it twice already, it's just like, how many cases of this exist? Yeah. You know what I mean? And right. and like the the to read the 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 stat at the end that like one in nine are proven innocent, but those are the ones that are that are proven like yeah. like the that were like proven to be you know wrongfully uh wrongfully convicted and it's just like yeah the the numbers the it's just it's it's countless the numbers of people that have been uh put to death and and are or are innocently uh spending their life or these or several decades in prison it's just it's it's horrible and right? my theory is the reason this movie didn't do well I mean, not that it did, it made money, but it wasn't like you know, all over the place. It's because I really do think this movie needed it needed to do one. More, it needed to be happier. It needed to feel like um, hidden figures. It needed to feel yeah. like the help. It needed to feel and, brighter. And what's crazy is I thought they did a great job of balancing the like how depressing this actual subject matter is right. with with the humor that, and the whatever light things they were able to add into it i thought they did a a really great job of that like the the closest to a cheesy scene was that first one where he's at with the family and it like ends with them being like, you had me at free, you know, but it's like, but that's exactly what they would say. Like, that's yeah. exactly what someone in that, that situation that lady would who actually kept say. Up his tea? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, she kept I filling know, my man's tea up. That was so good. But, but that's, that scene is the only one that like, maybe you could have had a bit of like, oh, you know, but like, but they, I thought they did a fantastic job of like, I did too. Of even in that scene, like fully balancing that stuff out. And like, yeah, it just, it didn't feel like I wasn't, I wasn't tortured for two hours watching this. But it wasn't bright. I like my, my, my theory really is that you needed, again, like Brie, the reason I liked it is because Brie Lawson was on the sideline. You needed, to me with this movie, you needed, needed Kevin needed Costner a, to a break down character. <laughs> you did. You needed the <laughs> Kevin Costner. You needed, you needed Emma Stone. Like you needed, um, I'm trying to think of all these movies like yeah. where it talks about social justice and it's like a white person is right there. Like it, yeah. it needs to be someone who they can be like, see, we all aren't bad. But at the end of the day, yeah. this movie, it was like, you know, Stevenson was doing it his goddamn self with help because he hired her. Like he paid, right. like that wasn't just someone, he hired that girl. Yeah, everyone was um, sort I, of just yeah. waiting for her to be. To, when was she going to Aaron Brockovich <laughs> her way yeah. out of this? <laughs> well, when when was she going to Sandra Bullock and like, oh, let me take this little <laughs> black dude in. I'm gonna put house him. My man got his own house. He had a grant already. You know what I mean? This ain't the damn. What's that? What's that dumbass movie? Uh, <laughs> Green Book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, how bad is that movie? Like, think about it. How bad is that movie? That movie oh, won an man. Oscar. That the story Oscar. was fake. It didn't win dude. an Oscar. It won the Oscar. That movie. Like it won. <laughs> it was. Can't, that movie. We can't talk about Green Book right now. We just can't do it. I'm we sorry. Really I'm sorry. You're right. Sorry. You're right. You're right. I can't. I can't. I just. I, uh, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. It's so. I, I want to. Jamie should have ate some fried chicken in this movie, Braylock. If Jamie. <laughs> Would not have known fried chicken and ate it, Braylock. He would have got an Oscar nomination. <laughs> Braylock is ignoring me, y'all. He's not. I, I don't. I don't think it's that it wasn't like 
poppy and fu- that's one way to do it for sure um like green book and hidden figures are like that but there are other ways to do it too um you know you have movies like like what we talked about like a few good men or like or even um what do you call it the white people <laughs> <laughs> White people. You have uh, what's that movie uh with Michael Clark Duncan and, and Tom Hanks, The Green Mile? Oh, The Green Mile. Mainly white people, magical Negro. I mean, it, that does start. That does star Tom Hanks. Yeah, it does. And so, I don't know if it's it's not just that it needs to be poppy and fun because you could do those. Yeah, damn, Michael Jeter in that was so good. <sighs> I do, <laughs> I feel like, honestly, it's it's that Michael B. Jordan doesn't have the, re, that, that same, they don't, he doesn't have the same respect as like a Denzel, and, and we're, like we were saying, no black actor really does, but if you yeah. had somebody like a young Denzel in this part, I think it does, I think the movie but feels a little bit different. Yeah, that's what's frustrating about it because that that was and that's also why I was using Tom Cruise uh, as a reference earlier because this is that this is that I mean it, this it's it's Michael B. Jordan like that's no but the Michael guy. B. Jordan as much as <laughs> as much as I really enjoy Michael B. Jordan he isn't he isn't that guy he's never been that actor his acting is much more. It's 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 a lot more grounded. It's a lot less performative. Um, it, it, again, it draws you mm-hmm. in. And these guys that we're talking about, Tom Cruise, you know, Tom Hanks, uh, um, white, you know, Denzel <laughs> or Denzel Washington, or you mean you yeah. mean these? <laughs> but they're like, it's just like it's a more, it's a more kind of, it's a more showy. It's 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 a lot more actory. I don't I don't even know what to, the word to use. I mean, it's know? hard because I don't think there's any young black actor who gets to do the things that like their white counterparts get to do. Like Denzel has gotten that that acclaim, but when it comes to even like take actors in their forties, man, like we had Chadwick, but Chadwick, not every Chadwick Boseman movie got the same acclaim that like another counterpart would have got. Like right. He he did have Get On Up. Like he he did have Marshall. Like all those movies weren't always acclaimed. You know what I mean? And it's like we don't get it. Like Holly Berry just came out what a month ago talking about how winning the Oscar affected her in a negative way. You know what I mean? Like Viola Davis has said the nominations have affected her in a regular way. These are the people who are considered great black performers, and they're telling us constantly how they're underpaid, underappreciated, and how hard it is for them to get a job. Like yeah. <laughs> No, I agree. I agree with you. I, I agree that we we don't really have. It's like, you know, and the and the people we do have, they're they're not given the same level of elevation by the press and the media that, and by Hollywood in general that um that other actors are. Like, you know, we do have young. I do think we have actor black, young black actors who who do this thing that I'm talking about, but they just they don't really get the the same opportunities and it takes them longer to to build their like star meter <laughs> to get to the point where they get to be put yeah. in these films and by that time they're already in their late 30s or you know 40s even you okay. know Damn, i also i break. um i me james um 
had no uh, interest in seeing a movie like this in theaters, which which makes me think about like that you know there's that there's that thing in Hollywood where they feel like black people don't go to the movies, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, like, but of course black people do go to the movies. But like, I wasn't trying to see this right. one, <laughs> you know, like I, but, yeah. and the reason that I wasn't trying to see this movie was because even though I'm, I'm, I've been talking about how I feel like this movie should have gotten more love and like, and how this should have been bigger for these actors. But like, um, you know, I don't like seeing movies just about the struggle and about like black people being wrongfully imprisoned. And this movie made some money, yeah. right? But like, mm-hmm. is there something too like did did not enough black people show up for Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx? Even though like we love Michael B. Jordan and Jamie, Fo- like like we love them, but like wasn't trying to see like wasn't trying to yeah. see this I, movie. Even thinking about you saying that, I'm not sure these movies are made necessarily for black people. Yeah. Like I think about all the slavery movies and why they do so well. And I'm like, black folk ain't the ones like we watch them, right? But it's yeah. like we ain't right. Like, yeah, like like a few good men isn't about like <laughs> like a few good men is like, oh shit. Like people now if I know someone that's in the military, I'm cl- I'm now closer to a few good men and I'm now I'm thinking differently about it. But it's not going into it being like your skin is a problem. Like that's yeah. not what <laughs> A few good men is about for white people, so they can go to a few good men and just be like, "Damn, Tom Cruise is acting his ass off right now. Oh shit, right. he really can't handle the truth, right?" Like they can go and just enjoy that shit. But when, but when, Just Mercy trailer comes on, I'm immediately upset already. <laughs> for as much as I like love those right. actors, I'm not even I'm not even excited about seeing something like that. And it sucks. That's the job that we gotta get. Like I feel like that's true. What you're talking about is yeah, Tom Cruise gets to just play a young hotshot lawyer going against Jack Nicholson. For us, and he does yes. act his ass off in that, but, right? Like it's like, but for us, yes. if we're gonna have the Oscar kind of movie, race will be a part of it, and a lot of times it will be how we're suffering due to our race. Right. It's like I I know. <laughs> I, I just know. saw I just saw a clip today. Not this is not an Oscar movie. But it's ludicrous taking <laughs> in a racist white boy. Like that's the movie. And the and, like uh. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, Ludacris is in a suit. He got money, but he's taking in this little racist white boy. And I'm like, no. Because what it does is it's like Ludacris has to be this exceptional black dude. Gotta have a house, gotta have a car, gotta be well off. And teach this racist white boy a lesson. And I'm like, no, man, no. Until I see <laughs> someone do a remake no. of Dangerous Minds and there's some Puerto Rican woman or black <laughs> woman going into the goddamn suburbs and getting these kids off of coke and shit, I don't give a fuck. When am, am I getting I f- that movie, Braylock? When, <laughs> one why? of my first sketches was <laughs> I called, I didn't, I didn't write this, but one of the first sketches that I did, video sketches that I did, for with my with my college sketch group was called black teacher dumb white kids and i i played the teacher that went to like the suburbs to teach a bunch of a bunch of dumb white kids like how to do how to exist in the world and i i think about that 
all the time. Like I think about the fact that like there are so many movies that are like these black kids don't <laughs> they have no way. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, man, send yo, send somebody in the fucking the suburb city. Send them to the Midwest. Shit. <laughs> Let somebody from the big city go back to the Midwest to help these goddamn white kids. Let me see that movie. They're on Let, opioids. Come, <laughs> why? Think about it. How many of the reverse have we seen? We ain't never seen. I ain't seen no. I ain't seen no Indian. I haven't seen uh, a black person. I ain't seen an Asian American. I ain't seen nobody. Hey, Keanu Reeves go, was Keanu Reeves was in Hardball, but that those kids were inner city. Kids. Those were black kids. Michael B. Jordan was in that movie. One of the black kids got <laughs> no, shot in that movie. That's right. He was in Hardball, right? Was it Hardball? Yeah, Michael he B. was, was yeah. in Hardball. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> this shit is wild, man. Oh, why does this why keep happening? I'm sorry. Why do we, why do I mean, talk? this is based off a real, you know, a, a true story. So yes, yes, <laughs> yes. No, of course, and 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 of and of course, and and stories like this should be told, and 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 need to to be told. Like this isn't sort of. I'm not the 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 anger is not so much with this movie. It's more with like the fact that like. Real life. These can I read yeah, one one real life, and then two that these are the types of movies that keep getting made. Like we can't, you know. Like I, I've been I've been starting to feel weird about that feeling of like of we've said this on the podcast a million times, but I've been starting to feel weird about being like, why does it always have to be about black? Like I've been feeling weird about having that I- idea in my head, but mm-hmm. but. The re- but then but then I watch something like this and I go, this is why I feel that way. Like I don't I would have rather watched something else. And then this movie, this movie not doing well ref- would then reflects poorly on not so much Jamie Foxx, but more so on Michael B. They're like, oh, he can't he can't do dramatic. But it's like, that's not what it is. It's maybe this particular role wasn't right or, or whatever. And, and it just right. it, it it's just an, it's a vicious cycle that just that is never ending. Yeah. Guys, this just this makes me sad. Like, I, can I read y'all right now? And this time of week, we just posted um, their Oscar, like, what is that guest thing they do every year? Mm-hmm. And they got some black films on there. Um, and some okay. of the black films are um, The Five Bloods. Cool. Cool. Um, uh, uh, what is this? Um, One Night. What is, it, what is it called? Damn, it just went away. Basically, the night um, that all the black leaders uh, ended up in Miami, we got that. We got um, Black Judas, um, and it's like I, I like that they have that the, the those three movies feel different, but at the end of the day, those three movies will will include black suffrage from white hands. Like even when we have the movie with you know Malcolm X, um, Jim Brown. Wait, the Five Bloods does. Well, not necessarily five bloods. Sorry, not necessarily five bloods. But these they, they, these niggas dying in war. So that that that's that's sad. Right. <laughs> but 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 the five bloods. <laughs> but but I think about like the movie that shows our greatest leaders. They will face racism in that movie. No, but these niggas dying in when war. When I think about <laughs> when I think about um, Black Judas, like if you know the story, you know how that ends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, how do we get to the thing James just talked about? Where it's like, how do we get to the Oscar-winning movie where it's just a black lawyer taking down a corrupt system or something like that. And it's not about the system 
hurting black people. Because again, I don't think black people, our blackness will never not exist. It's just like all of these movies that are seen as high caliber movies is always us fighting racism. And it's like, damn, we got, there's so much more to us. Like, yeah, we fight racism every day, but it's like, we, there's so many different levels and can you imagine that we also live the rest of our fucking lives too? <laughs> like yeah. we fight racism every day, and then we also have to deal with just regular day to day shit. Yeah, man. we do both. It makes me sad. Like I don't even have anything to say to Hollywood. I'm just, I'm just, I feel bad for. I'm happy we picked this movie, but I'm also just sad because it's like John started off the podcast really sad, and that <laughs> that affected my Wait whole a minute. mood. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, this I is all Bray's fault. What you talking about? John, John's talking about this is all Bray's fault. Oh, it's my fault? Y'all picked this movie. You guys picked the movie <laughs> about did. black men we on death row. I'm sorry. I, that's I'm, what we're going to talk about. It. We got to talk about I'll accept it. what this is. You know, I, I do think that the way that they did this film was, was well executed and got very much got across the message and it and it avoided a lot of the pitfalls that we usually want like th- this movie wasn't about a, a white savior it wasn't like it was a black man who started this initiative who helped exonerate this man you know he was the boss Brie Larson was helping him you know um he did a lot of great work um it it, it very much showed why this is an issue people should care about um uh, it, it, yeah, like really kind of impacts you. It didn't, it is one of those movies and, and look, white people do have these types of movies. Like, you know, um, there, there are sad white, white people movies that you don't want to watch again. Like Schindler's List, right? You don't want to watch that movie. Yeah. It's really sad. Like, you know, there, there are movies, there are even like the heroic movies, like Saving Private Ryan are still like, it's, it's rough. Like, you know, but it's tough when sometimes those things feel like, oh, well, that's the past. And this doesn't feel that way because we know that it's still happening. The death penalty. Yeah, that's it, today. We can make that it movie about exists. yesterday. They show, they show the dudes at the end. They show my man getting off uh, Ice Cube's, uh, the person who he was playing, getting out, getting released in 20... 15 2017 30 years 30 years he was in jail for something just because the cop said you look like you did it they said you look like you did it hey you think that cop went to jail or got fired or you think no. he got put on administrative leave he didn't yeah. get put on administrative leave <laughs> he i think about, get to that point i think about brianna taylor a lot and i think about how the cop was charged for the shots he missed right like yeah, well, because of the wall, the building. Like, can you think? Like, think about like see, if you damage public property, he the, the shots he missed. Yeah, but that one was sleep damaged, in her bed. Yeah, but he see you can't recklessly damage property that is not your own. My question, and this movie raises it, in, in everyday life is where is safe? You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, for real. My man um, Johnny D was at work was driving home, got arrested, was put on death row for a year before his trial, which is actually factual. You know, that was in 1986 or something like that, right? To 2020, a woman was asleep with her boyfriend and was murdered 
and nothing truly happened to the people who murdered her. And again, what is very scary about this is that this is going through our justice system and every day we get up, we try to be good people. And the thing that's scary to me is, is we have to have a perfect record because at the end of the day, if something was to happen, people would try to vilify you. You know what I mean? Like that is, that is, that's what happened to her. Like they tried to vilify this girl and it's like, why, why do we stay here? Like why, like, why do we stay here? Well, here's what I, here's what I want to celebrate. The Asian American man that directed this and, and co-wrote this movie. Can we big up this, this Asian American man? That's cool. I mean, and my man has. He's he also has the reason we know. It's, he's also the reason good. we know Lakeith Steinfeld. He directed the short of Short Term Twelve. Lakeith was in it when he got money yes. to make the feature. Lakeith was the only actor he brought back, and that movie put Lakeith on. How beautiful is that? Yes, and he's doing and he's doing Shang Chi, which is yeah, I mean, fantastic. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I can't wait. I I listen. This is this made me very happy just reading this. <laughs> Seeing that that's what he's doing next, just I now feel much better. I now feel much better. <laughs> Made me forget for just a brief moment about all of the bullshit that we were just. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's all I got. I don't, I don't have to talk to Hollywood. It's just like I just I feel like I'm a broken record. Just telling them, hey man, we have. I'm happy the story exists, but we have other stories that we can, you know, you know, Braylock can own a house. And just like maybe the house got ghosts or something, he's just trying to get the ghosts out the house. Ghosts. <laughs> okay, we literally reviewed this movie. It's called His House. <laughs> okay, let me try. Let me try again. Raylock got a farm, and he's just trying to keep the farm going. That's it. Like the farm was passed down, and now he's just trying to keep it going. <laughs> you know, James is a cartoonist, and he's just trying to get his cartoons going, but. Maybe he's daydreaming about the cartoons coming to life. You're describing that's the, woke. That's the television series woke. <laughs> that's wait, the, wait, what wait, was the what, farm one what though? Was the farm? What's the farm one? Um, it was that. It was that, it was that. It was that Matt Damon. That Matt Damon. Uh, we bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Why did you say a white person? Because I, well, at first I thought about Queen Sugar, but I don't know. I don't really know how. Queen well, Sugar. I, that's what I was gonna say. Were you talking we, about Queen Sugar? And the thing I, I is, never, I thought you were talking about We Bought a Zoo, and I was like, I refuse to acknowledge. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, I was like, wait, is there yeah. a at first, is at first there a was, George Washington Carver movie I don't know about? At first, it was Queen Sugar, but I was like, I don't have own, so I, I wasn't sure if it was a farm or what the hell was happening or was it a ghost. So I got confused midway through it. So I just pivoted to. You've never seen it. I just tried to pivot to we bought a zoo. You're like, I I've never whether, seen it. I don't even know. I forgot if we bought a zoo or we got a farm. I don't. I didn't remember. But I was too far into it. I don't do bits anymore. So I just wanted to make sure I acknowledge that. I think Queen Sugar. I think Queen Sugar does is about a farm. I think they, it's about a farm, think, right? Okay. I, yeah. I'm trying to. Oh, sorry. Trying to acknowledge. That I don't do I think there is anymore. A I just wanted to make sure that the people listening to the podcast nobody know asked nobody that I don't do. I just but I want to make sure that they know. Not one person, you know what I'm saying I'm just I know nobody asked, but we can't hear them. 
Right. Okay. See, that's the thing is we can't hear the people that are listening because we're recording. They're this. asking, right, James? They ask. You know, people might be asking. The way that you're talking about it, it just feels like a bit. It feels like this. And is I'm just bit. making sure that they know that I don't do no bits. No more. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. No bits. All so, right. your boy doesn't do bits. Your boy <laughs> okay. don't do bits. This is great, he James. Your boy do don't do bits. bits. He don't do bits. He don't All do right, bits. All right, John, don't occur. Let's take it home, baby. Let's take it home. <laughs> um... What what was what was I gonna say? <laughs> Is it time for the calls? We rate review movies based on it's not whether or not we cause, like them, I'm so... but whether or not they help the cause of more can, leading can black. Can you tell we're recording Hollywood. this late at night? <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the cause. Everything James just there said. Uh, if we believe it fully helped the cause, it's a black fist. If we think it's someone helped the cause, it's a white palm. If we think it didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. All right. Count of three, we'll raise our James. Pow. Wait oh. for the count. You never wait for the count. Uh, one. I don't. I don't wait for the two, count no more. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> three. Black fist. Black fist. Okay. All right. Three black fists. All right. So we gave yes, a black well, fist I anyway. Gave it two black fists. Okay, James. Of that. That's not how it works. Enough of you <laughs> and enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a black. I gave fist. it two black. No, okay, James. No. <laughs> You keep no. I gave it a black fist, damn it, because it is telling people about how the justice system works and how it is not really serving justice for black people in America. And it shows the great work that black people are doing to help change this. And I'm very happy that it exists. And I big up Michael B. Jordan for making sure this movie got made. I big up Stevenson for doing this in real life. Jamie Foxx is a living legend. Put respect on that man's name. All right. Put a little respect on Brie Lawson, I'm on your side. You got a black woman directing the sequel. Good for you. Um, and cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I gave it two black fists for all the reasons that Gerard just said. And I also yeah. just want to say, I mean, like, you know, I know I yeah. was talking about the issues that I have with this particular movie or with watching movies like this, but this is an important story that needed to be told and people need to know about. People need to know that this shit is happening and it is going on. So so absolutely, Black Fist all around, the phenomenal talent, the Asian-American director and co-writer of the film. And I don't know who the other person was. Let me look them up real quick because they might- It's, white. it's a white dude. What they do? Okay, never mind. I'm going to stop it's talking. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking about that. But I'm saying, you know, absolutely, absolutely, Black Fist. Wow. And I gave it a Black Fist because, you know, I actually like this film and, and appreciate it for all of its merits, unlike my counterparts. Wait, wait I, what? No, wow. Wait, what? I appreciate it for all of its merits. And I said that I said that I liked the movie, just didn't enjoy don't the third it. Don't, act. don't even answer. Don't answer to him. I liked all three acts. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Um, I thought it was really important. I'm glad it was made. No. Uh, no, I mean, come on, guys. Michael B. Jordan, Jamie, Jamie Foxx, they both did their thing. They're keeping it going. Um, there's nothing else to say. Thank you guys for listening to this to podcast. Uh, it's worth watching. It's on HBO Max if you have it and available to rent. I think it's definitely it's worth a watch. Um, you can follow us at Blackman podcast on instagram and twitter blackmanpodcast.com is our website where you'll find links to our merchandise we got shirts we got pillows we got iphone cases i think there's even a sale on right now also by the way 
Forever Dog has Forever Dog Plus. You can totally subscribe to that and not hear us talk about ads. Yo, what? They can they can listen to us ad-free on Forever Dog Plus? Wow. Forever Dog Plus. Oh, snap. Uh, <laughs> if you rate and review us on iTunes and give us five stars, we'll read your review on the air. We haven't done this in a second. Okay. This one is... I don't think I've done this. CJ Nick 27. This is the best find of my life. Wow. I love this pod. I just started listening about two weeks ago, and it has been a binge fest. I can't wait for y'all to do Tenant. And more from my wife. She says, y'all review on the Book of Eli was not her favorite, she says. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Love on you on guys. a five-star review, not her favorite. <laughs> I love that she's like, oh, <laughs> I wait. I love the idea that he just found this podcast. He was writing this review, and then his wife was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Well, I'm writing a review. Uh, Black men can't jump." And she's like, "I told you about that a long time ago. I listen all the time." He's like, "Oh, okay." And then she probably said, "Oh, let them know that the Book of Eli review wasn't that good." <laughs> I know. It's like keep them humble. He's like, keep "You want me to put that in you the got review?" Him on the phone. <laughs> And she was like, yeah, they need to know. <laughs> Keep them humble. Keep them humble. Man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You can follow me at John Braylock. You can follow me at James Third Comedy, jamesthirdcomedy.com. Third is 3RD. You can follow me at Drew Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, and uh, my wife, Tessa, uh, has a new series out called Now What? Hey. On YouTube, Soul Pancake. Uh produced it so hey look that up and, and watch that love 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 all right guys we will see you next week peace forever dog. this has been a forever dog production executive produced by brett boehm joe cilio and alex ramsey to listen to this podcast ad free sign up for forever dog plus at forever dog slash plus Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all of the latest Forever Dog news. So now we've come to the end of the road. Still I can't let go. It's unnatural. James, you're throwing off my you're throwwing off my rhythm, James. You're throwing off my rhythm. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.